brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is getting tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my inaptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to a special interview episode of Getting Table with your host, Major Socks. Well, folks, yeah, we've got uh, George up in Wyoming still, and then we've got a special guest, uh, Jordan from Luminous Gamings. He runs a lot of the local tournaments here in the Tampa Bay region of Florida. There's a couple other players or people that run tournaments, but he's primarily the biggest, I would think. Right, Jordan? Yeah, so I've run the three largest Florida events so far, including the the old Prime back in 2019-2020. So welcome. We're we're happy to have you here and talk about – we're going to be going over – kind of how to set up tournaments, how to get sponsorships, price supports, and then just advertising for your tournaments. For those of you that are out there in the, the communities that want to figure out how to do your own tournaments, he's he's or, done some pretty successful ones here. <laughs> or, or attracting people to your tournament if there's not people to fill out a tournament as you yeah, know, that where I live is the case. Big so, uh, <laughs> Jordan, welcome to the show. Um, Thanks. So, quick background then. How long have you been doing uh, nerd gaming stuff? Wow. So, that is a large question to start off. I love it. Uh, first of all, let me say thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, anytime we can talk Legion and I can get the good name of Legion out there, I want to. So, uh, thanks again. Um, <clears throat> I would say I've been doing nerdy stuff since I was young. I'm an old man now. There's a lot of gray in this beard. Um, I was definitely a Magic player, um, first edition when Magic first came out. You know, I was junior high, high school, something like that. Um, so I've been involved with some sort of nerdy gaming since then. Uh, as far as tabletop uh, war gaming goes, um, I'm honestly a relative newbie. Uh, my wife bought me Armada for my birthday in 2019. Well, I bet and... she regrets that. Oh, she does so much. <laughs> she thought it was pretty neat looking, uh, so she bought it, and she would play with me. Uh, my wife's a big board game person, too. I mean, off here to my left, I got a huge closet of games, um, so you can usually find us doing something like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I've got um, a little corner up there on my bookshelf that's just one part, and then I've got shelves this way, and then bookshelves out in the family rooms that's all board games. So, yeah, we understand, Jordan, completely. Yeah, and, and then Brittany's family is the same way. I mean, uh, her family's huge, so we would always play board games when visiting for Thanksgiving or, or, or whatever. Um, so she bought Armada, and we played it for about three months, and then I went into Critical Hit Games uh, in St. Pete um, and saw someone playing Star Wars Legion, and immediately Armada started collecting dust. Um, so I bought into Legion like that day. I uh, loved it so much. I mean, the Armada is still on the shelf now. Um, and have just gone crazy since then. Um, that probably would have been like November. In January, I played my first tournament. I went 0-3. I was terrible. Um, but I was hooked. And so I've been going crazy since. And you, out of the five factions, you play pretty much all of them, right? I collect and play all of them. I have every unit that is out right now, sometimes multiple of the units. Um, some nights I don't eat 
but I definitely have Star Wars Legion units. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, at least, at least you picked a game that only has five factions then and didn't like get hooked on Games Workshop because, oh, yeah. well, then you'd be homeless and emaciated and right. well, you'd, you'd essentially be a meth addict, but you know, you'd still have all your teeth. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, addicted to plastic. Um, I, it's funny that you say that because as much as I love Legion, um, there was a time in this past year where I found myself with extra time, and I started looking into Age of Sigmar and uh, Saga Ice and Fire and, and Blood Bowl and some of these other games, and I was real close to pulling the trigger, and then work, life happens, and all my free time got zapped up. Oh no, that's like every adult's worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Basically. So, so what caused you to, I guess, in such a short time frame, decide to go from, I went 0-3 in, in, in a tournament to, I'm going to start running up. tournaments. So there has to be a little, anyone who runs tournaments or wants to try to organize a community, there's always some element of ego. Uh, and, I, and I do mean that in a positive way, uh, in the sense that there has to be some sort of drive that pushes someone to say, hey, I can do this. So there's a belief in yourself that has to exist uh, already. Um, but it was primarily, uh, I met some really great people at that Prime Championship. Had an amazing time. Uh, I talked with, like, my third game was against Krabok, um, which I'm sure you guys know. And then I saw... George does um, it. Krabok is nah. a huge YouTuber in the Star Wars <laughs> Legion, Star Wars, well, Star Wars universe. Yeah. Huge YouTuber. The, the, the only one I know of is War Corgi from when you were up in Indianapolis. Oh, so. Another yeah, amazing totally. YouTuber. We, yeah. we miss them and hope they're back soon. Uh, so I, I played Krabok in my third game, and then you know, he did a summary um, on his video the next week, and I was like, oh, man, this is this is awesome. Like, community is really nice, and I just want to be involved more. And so that's where I met Phil. Um, Jason knows Phil. Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, how, how often do people play? You know, what's going on? He's like, well, it's not really organized right now. We're kind of scattershot. Um, and so that was when the, the gears started grinding, the wheels started turning, and I thought, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's assembling neckbeards to play games. Um, and so I thought to myself, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I'm saying you can see my neck. It's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Uh, and so I thought to myself, hey, why don't I just do something kind of formal um, and see if I can, you know, organize one event. Let me just put together a single event and see if I can get people to come play because selfishly I want to play Legion and I'm tired of losing to Phil all the time. Um, and so, uh, you know, I kind of hosted that first event, um, or convinced the, the, the local store to host an event. And honestly, it, it went well, but at the end, some of the players were like, you know, we came, we paid some money and we got a couple of cards. Like we kind of need more than this. And we kind of need, um, a leader to help drive the community and build it and really build some buzz because the store just didn't have time, right? The stores are trying to organize 500 different games and 500 different communities and they needed someone to just grab it by the horns and go. And in, in my ego and my arrogance, I thought, Hey, I can do this. <laughs> and so it just took off from there. Well, and, and in some cases, depending on, you know, the number of people, the size of the store and stuff, and what, you know, whatnot, you know, sometimes the store's major focus is just being in business and, you know, whatever else is, you know, they don't have time for it or all they can do is like, there's space. 
I go. I don't care. Yeah, that, so. that's a hundred percent true. And we actually have quite a few stores in our area. Um, some of them have tons of space, like Critical Hit. Um, Emerald City actually has a ton of space, but they don't do a lot of a lot of gaming there. And then some of them are just storefronts, and they they have Legion on the shelf, and they're hey, please come buy it. Let's talk about it, but. Uh, you're not going to be able to roll dice in here. So uh, I totally get that. And, uh, you know, we advertise and, and talk to all those stores too because we want all of our local stores involved and supporting no matter where the tournaments are played. Yeah. The nice thing about Critical Hit is I would say about 60% of their store is built for gaming. At least, yeah. At least. Because you've got, what, 10, 10 long tables so you can put, uh, no, five long tables where you can put 10 players on a four by six foot board and then they got all those tables for Magic the Gathering board games. Yep. And then they have two dedicated dedicated D rooms as well. So that's that's the nice thing about Critical Hit is they they focus on ha- having people there gaming, and which I think you found the right store to to hold these tournaments at. I I agree, and that honestly was something I lucked into. Um, there are other stores in the area that have space. Um, Hammerfall is one of them. They have tons of space, but Critical Hit was just kind of centralized. Um, they have tons of space. It is one of the nicest looking stores. And so the presentation well, when when someone comes in and they see the store and it's clean, it's bright, you know, they're custom gaming tables that are elevated so we're not all hunched over for four hours playing games. Um, it's pretty phenomenal. And the staff there is great too. So I think that's an important part of building a community is making sure your store is as friendly as possible. Um, when... You know, parents walk in with their 16, 17-year-old kid or 12-year-old kid. That It sounds strange, but they all want to walk around and see what we're playing. And they walk over, and you, you got to engage them. And so I'm talking to parents. I'm telling them, you know, the 45, 50-year-old men, they see Star Wars, and they go, oh, I love Star Wars. And it, now it's a chance for them to sort of see their kid and connect their kid to Star Wars, which is something that, you know, they grew up with and they loved. Um and so it's it's an easy sell as a game, um, which is which is pretty nice. So now I'm going to jump into another question that's going to follow up great to the to what you were just talking about. You know, talking about building a community, you know, involving kids, family, stuff like that. How do you deal with that player, the player that you know, meta games is a jerk, rule Nazi, you know, et cetera, et cetera, that no one wants to play with. No one, you know, people would rather forfeit out than you know. Sure spend an hour playing a game against him sure that's that's a great question um and was actually something that has been discussed in the legion discord recently um the judges have a discord and we were talking about that because it was it was something that had happened at a tournament uh and it turns out we had all experienced it at our local nights and whatever um so part of it is just like in any situation you want to understand really what's going on why why is one player having such a negative play experience either against them um or uh, them themselves experience it from someone else so is is the is a single player constantly having negative experiences with others um, or is it one player that is the um, source of all the negative play so it, it's really just digging down into it and figuring out what's going on and talking to the players and um, i think there's a level of maturity that we see in the legion community um and I think I'm biased because I don't think we see that in a lot of other gaming communities um, where the Legion community really can um, weed out um, their own, but we don't have too many bad apples. Um, but it, it just comes down to talking. 
hey, what's going on? Hey, here's here's some things that I've heard. Um, can you give me your side of the story? And, and kind of figuring it out. Um, and part of that comes as a community builder and being the one, I'll take those games. That's fine. That person wants to play, I'll take those games uh, against that player. And I'm going to try to experience it firsthand for myself uh, and see what I can do. Um, but there is a time. There's a there's a time where it comes and it, it just says, hey, I, I'm sorry, but you're just not welcome at this event. Um, fortunately, we haven't had that yet. Um, and we're not even close with, with any no, players. No, I don't think we are. But, uh, not even close with anyone that has come to any of our events here. Um that's, but, uh, it was good. That's a little surprising, considering you know, if you look at the toxicity of you know what the Star Wars fandom can be on Facebook and other social media platforms for for your gaming community of that you know intellectual property to be so I guess clean of toxicity. That's you're lucky. It's it's yeah. wild. Uh, I mean, I've been traveling to events for uh, a couple of years. I mean, I was just in Atlantic City, and I'm going to Vegas in January, and uh, Philadelphia, and all this other kind of stuff. Traveling to events. And I think I've had one negative experience, um, and it was addressed immediately and corrected immediately, and everything went fine afterwards. Um, I, I don't know if we're lucky. I don't know if it's um, the type of prize support that we get um, may not draw the type of players that have those attitudes. We don't give out cash prizes, um, nothing like that. I mean, our trophies are homemade trophies and and that kind of stuff. So we keep it close to the hobby there. I mean, you may get a new expansion or something like that or custom-made cards, but uh, you're not walking home with thousands of dollars of stuff um, for an already mildly expensive game. Mildly expensive. You're funny. It's so much <laughs> It's so much cheaper than some of the other games. I mean, honestly, for... for $250, you could have a complete legal full 800-point army with paints painted. Uh, that, that's right in the neighborhood of the, the drop fleet, drop zone stuff, too. So, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, those games do exist. They are out there. Not everything is, you know, here's 500 bucks. You have half the 40K army. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, it's... You know, there, there are exceptions to every, you know, like, standard. Um, so then... You know, you're talking about traveling around uh, something that's you know maybe like in one area. Then uh, what what what's your opinion then on a, a straight up one shot tournament versus like a grow league or a campaign tourney? Whereas no, I think they're both important for uh, community growth. Um, so we I typically host a one shot tournament um, every month, but then in between those, um, because we have players travel, like, um, the last tournament that we just had, um, a week ago, we had New York players. We had a player from Tennessee. I mean, we have players traveling for, for the day just to get in that tournament. Um, but for the local community, um, some people may not want that ultra competitive, um, we like to call sweaty um, experience. You know, they really want to dive into the IP and they really want to dive into the theme of it. Um, and so we try to also, in addition to running tournaments, run special campaigns or narrative events um, where for that day we may play a special narrative where um, there's like a, a Dianoga or something like that that's on the board and it has special rules that you can play around. Um, or a special theme where, okay, you can only take heroes this time. We're just going to play six heroes a piece and just go have fun with it. 
Um, so I think both of those are important for community growth because then you'll get spillover into each. You'll have the sweaty competitive players that say, you know what, that does look kind of fun. I need a break right now because I've lost my last two tournaments. And then you'll have the other way, right? You'll have the players go, you know what, I, I think I'm ready. I think I've learned enough. I, I kind of want to see how good I am at this game. And they'll come to a tournament and we sort of get that ebb and flow um, that uh, that really, you know, rising tide lifts all boasts uh, in that case. So now my next question, this is going to be on a light note, and I'm going to channel channel the bruise for this. How important do you think it is uh, for Atomic Mass Games to get a, uh, um, oh, oh, oh God, a, uh, a, a Gungan army? Gungan list. <laughs> um, He's been wanting a Gungan list since since the beginning, pretty much. I'll just, he, I'll just let he, you know, he, he said if they bring out Gungans, he would play. So how important do you think it would be to the game to, to bring out the Gungans to kind of round everything out? Because... What do we got? We got the Empire and the Republic, obviously, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. we got Ewoks coming out. You got Ewoks. Yeah. You got Mandalorians. You know, where are the Gungans? How how important do you think that is to the, the to the meta? So, to the meta. <laughs> uh, important <laughs> to the meta. Meta zero. Uh, <laughs> Gameplay wise, I think it'd be a hoop. Yes, uh, I think it is important to the game um, to keep mining that ip because there's so many of us that just love these things um i would love to see gungans i was super excited that we're getting ewoks um you know we're getting units like ahsoka coming out soon um so they're they're really diving into it and all the new shows um so the game's only looking up um i really want them to to dive even deeper i want palace guards and you know i want all that kind of stuff i want to see kit fisto and you know i want to see all these crazy jedi that come in and i want to see hondo and just just keep going deep give me the ewoks give me the gungans give me geonosians you know i just want to see the cool stuff on the board um it may not be competitive, but that's okay because I'll take it to play my Stormtide or I'll take it to play in a league and, and have fun with it. Yeah. So going up, going even further. So you started, like you said, about three years ago with Legion. Took it upon yourself to, to start the tournament community, start the community, build a, re- a regular schedule. Cause we meet pretty much once a week on a standard night almost on the, at the store. So how would you advertise that? Because my turn, in the term, I played it in March. There's what, 22 of us? Yep. And this last one, there's 24, but there's 30 people signed up for it. And so yep. how do you get that advertisement out there? And other than the Discord channels and, and Facebook communities? and I think uh, it's a battle on all fronts. Uh, you know, this may fly in the face of conventional wisdom, but I will fight all battles on all fronts at all time. Uh, it's sort of my motto here. Um gonna wear me thin one day but uh we're not there yet and so it's it's your traditional social media routes it's the the facebook's and the twitter's and the instagram's and and discord um these newfangled social medias discord um and the the, the random podcast it's like hey do you want to come on talk yeah um and then the other part of that too is traveling to other communities um i went to knoxville like i said i'm going to philadelphia i went to atlantic city i'm going to las vegas and and meeting the folks at those events um and then once you get to know them um you'll again find out that their community is a lot like ours it's just a bunch of good dudes and men and women um kids old i mean we have 16 year olds playing in our events and in our leagues and we got 50 year old well i think he's actually he might be in his 60s um playing in our events and so we we run the full breadth there and you find that all over the country um 
And so getting excited, getting those news out, those people talk about it on their podcast, those people talk about it in their local area, and then all of a sudden they come on vacation to Disney World, right, an hour away from us, and they bring their Legion stuff, and they come to an event. Um, so there's the the word of mouth, but it's, it's every front. Um, and then I can't understate uh, how important it is to have the stores, wherever we're hosting events, support us. Um, I mean, our store posts on all of their social media. Yeah. They have flyers up in their stores. Um, anytime someone's looking at Legion, they say, oh, hey, by the way, Luminous Gaming has an event here you know, on the 13th or whatever it may be. Or if you want to come check for it open out. night, it's this night. Yeah, I'm, yep. I'm... Yep. On, on Thursdays or on Tuesdays, we're playing MCP, and on Thursdays, we're playing Legion or whatever it may be. Um, having the, the store... Um, bought into what we're doing goes a long way because they're seeing all those players that come in and buy stuff that frankly during covid bought legion i mean this is a totally made up number but this is the way i feel legion somehow seemed like it doubled or tripled in size over covid over the pandemic people just bought it painted and are showing up with these armies that have never played and they said they've had it for a year and a half um and you're like you couldn't go anywhere you know a year and a half ago what so you just bought it and (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, it, that happened. No joke, that happened. Um, and so it's kind of amazing how how big Legion is getting. Um, but a store who's dialed in and they're telling people every time someone buys paint pots, every time someone buys Legion stuff, they're they're advertising their events, and that's that's invaluable. So getting people to show up, you got to have price support. Typically, you know, as I said, you know, a, a lot of the stores, you know, they they'll provide the place. But how do you provide the prizes? You know, what what's the best route to do that? You know, do you go straight to the intellectual property holder, you know, like for support, you know, or the, the tertiaries like paint suppliers, et cetera, et cetera? So that's a that's a great question. And I think one where a lot of um, community builder, builders struggle. Um, they don't know where to start. And my advice to them is the first thing you should do is mine your local community. Find out who has the 3D printers, find out who's the best painter, find out all of that kind of stuff, and ask them, hey, can you support this event? Will you print me a trophy? Will you print me a terrain piece that I can give out? And so that's a great place to start small and local. And generally those people are like, oh, yeah, man, I'm happy to help out. Like um, we have a gentleman named Sam who runs Rocky Top Terrain uh, near us, and Man, I had him printing trophies and <laughs> you yeah. know little units to pass out and tokens, all sorts of stuff when we first got going. Um, the second thing is definitely reach out to those tertiary sources, like you were saying, the Etsy's and that type of stuff, and say, hey, I will help promote the crap out of your store. Can you send me a Star Wars t-shirt? Can you send me uh, some order tokens or whatever it may be or whatever neat little thing that Etsy store has? And almost all businesses have some sort of promotional budget. Um, and so they can say, yep, here's some stuff I'll send to you. Here's my logo. Put it on something. Talk about it to your group. Or here's a 10% off code, whatever it may be. Um, and that's where I went at first um, to really sort of broaden the prizes that I was giving. Uh, the amount of stuff that's on uh, uh, a site like Etsy is pretty unbelievable. I mean, I was going to cosplay stores and asking, hey, do you have pins and buttons or or anything that you can send over? Um, and turns out, yeah, there's a ton of that stuff out there. Um, 
You just have to have that canned email that says, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah from Luminous Gaming, and I want to run a Star Wars event, and I was hoping you could help support. Is there anything you could do? Um, and so many of them are, are willing to, to send stuff, um, which is amazing. And then, yeah, once you get going and you can start building that stuff, uh, then you reach out directly to you know the IP holders. You're reaching out to AMG. You're reaching out to things like the Legion Discord or the Legion Tournament Circuit or Six Up Supply, right? These groups that produce stuff um, for Legion or uh, ancillary to Legion. Um, le- reaching out to Lucasfilm. Haven't heard back, but I reached out. Of course I did. Um, and seeing what we can get done there. Um, we even did had you try? Talks. Did you try George Lucas at Lucasfilm.com? <laughs> no, see, I thought it was just G Lucas. Oh man! Um, <laughs> but I even talked with Disney. Um, you know, I'm an hour from Disney. I'm a pass holder. Have been for years, and so um, had a couple of contacts just from my wife's had events there for her job, and just reached out and said, "Hey." I want to do this. How do I go about doing this? And just having those conversations um, to see what what we can get done. Um, and so it, you can start local and then spread out, but don't be afraid of rejection. Uh, but you'll be surprised at what people are willing to do to um, get a little bit of promotion and, and goodwill out there about their brand. So now, now here's my next question. This is gonna be this is gonna be a hard question because this is a this is a big thing because you you just mentioned them a little bit earlier. 3D printers. Someone shows up to a tournament and they've got you know stuff that is not the intellectual property, is not the kit sold by AMG, but it is the unit that they have created and printed. Where do you draw the line on on non because like Games Workshop, for example, they even throw a fit about the bases if they're not Games Workshop bases. If you show up to a Game Workshop tournament, yeah, sure. So, uh, so where, where do you draw the line on you know third party aftermarket printed stuff like that? So um, this is one thing that I love about the Legion community because I think we really got it right here um, on official AMG events. Right when AMG puts their name on it. Atomic Mass Games and says, we are having this event. They generally do not allow proxies or 3D prints. However, not everything is an AMG-sponsored event. There are, in fact, only a few. Um, even the larger events, something like LVO or ACO, right? so that's Las Vegas Open, Atlantic City Open, right. um, are not official AMG events. Even though AMG may spend, send price support and that kind of stuff to the event, they don't put their stamp on it that says this is AMG. In that case, what we say is it's up to the tournament organizer. And every tournament organizer that I've met loves 3D prints. So we want to see the choppers instead of R2 on the board. You know, we want to see the the Haras as the rebel trooper commander, all of that kind of stuff. Um we want to see the special arts of Darth Vader without his helmet on. Like, we love that. And especially local, as long as you can distinguish what it is while playing in the event, it's a home run. Let me know ahead of time so I know to look out for it. Um, I always tell players, bring the real one if you got it. If you don't, let me know because I probably do and I'll bring it. That way, if a opponent of yours has an issue, we'll just swap it out real quick for the official one and move on. Um 
thankfully we've not had a single issue uh it's going to come up of course it's going to come up but we haven't had an issue yet people love seeing them and that's the first thing that happens right you set it down and someone goes hey what is that and you go oh um it's chopper instead of r2 and then they pick it up they look at it they're like oh man that's awesome but you know chopper is just an astromech too so it's really easy to understand what that model is and what it's going to do yeah. So, so now you just uh, you threw another question in my mind. You're running a tournament. Which one do you prefer? Do you prefer the one where it's like it's you and the store and all the work you've done, or do you want AMG to come in and say, "Boom, we're we're supporting this. Our name's on it." Which wow. which do you like more? The 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 one that you're doing, or the one that you actually have the manufacturer coming in and backing to? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I think right now, um. I love what I'm able to do uh, just because there's a little bit of wiggle room uh, where uh, I can be flexible with what we have and, and that kind of stuff. That way, if it's the championship round and time is up, but they're literally on the last activation and both players agree, I can let them finish. We don't have to do a hard dice down. Um type of thing so I, I do like that although having the official amg stamp does legitimize a larger event uh, I, I wouldn't want it on anything less than like a 64 player event which do you think you you see yourself running one here i mean we've gone up to 24 <laughs> players here locally would you yes. want to run a try and run a 64 player event at the it's arena happening. Or, or somewhere downtown yeah so it's it's in the works actually right now um we're gonna keep uh, the max we can run at critical hits uh 32 uh, so that was that would pretty much max out the store and our capabilities yeah. and uh, about the same at hammerfall uh, if we were to host one uh, there but that's pretty big i mean that's jamming a lot of bodies into a store um, so we have a couple options um, we actually uh, and i say we because phil helps me out with luminous yep. gaming um, we have a couple options for next year to have a at least a 64. Um, I may have enough room to go something like a 96, and I'm going to be terrain limited at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I get my printers going 24-7 uh, to try to get ready for that. Um, but That's uh, called you, you hit a Costco and you buy like all the, the solo cups and oh, right. cardboard. And... So, the funny thing about that is one of our local players who does the Rocky Top, Sam, he went to Costco and got some paper, uh, the little foam paper. Yeah. Chips, um, so there was like a paper crawler. craft of paper sand craft, crawler yeah. and, the, and the razor crest. And razor they crest. are, I don't know if you guys remember the old 3D puzzles. They had like Buckingham yeah. Palace and stuff like that. It, they're a better quality though than those papercraft, and the Razorcrest is on point for scale. Um, so I love using that at events. Um, but sort of back to the the bigger event. Um, yeah, we got a couple options. So we're talking to the folks at Tampa uh, Comic Convention, which is actually this weekend. This weekend, um, yeah. About joining and adding gaming because they already have a little bit of gaming there. Um, about adding a tabletop gaming to that next year. Um, so we have a, a, a sort of a business pitch meeting in September uh, to go talk to those folks. Um, and then we also have uh, Megacon uh, as another option and Metrocon. So all three of those folks, we're talking either in September or October uh, about putting it in. Um, and next year there will be a at least a 64 player event 
in Florida, in Tampa, that we are uh, at least organizing uh, for the area. Nice. So yeah, now, I, now you're talking so about huge numbers. So what convention event would you, would be the dream to hold a tournament at? Um, honestly, in, in Florida, it's going to be Tampa Comic Con. It, it's one of the biggest. Um, you're talking ten or 12,000 unique IDs that come through the door daily um, for that event. And running something like that in Florida um, would be just a dream come true for, for what we're trying to accomplish uh, as far as growing a community. Um, I think we would be able to fill <laughs> almost all the spots with just Florida players, even though I know we're going to get a ton of travel players who want to come down that I've already talked to. Um, otherwise, man, being able to to do something at a Gen Con or an Adepticon would just be wild. But there are already Legion events there, so it won't be me hosting those. <laughs> Um, what's the one worst thing you think a tournament tournament organizer, you know, store could do to hurt a community? Oh, that's a great question. Um, one, not having the game on the shelf. You gotta have the game on the shelf. Um, and, and I think stores might be surprised that players who already have the materials when they come in for a tournament, what they buy. Um, our events generate sales for the stores just by having the bodies in there. Um, even from things like, oh man, I really needed more dice. Let me go buy some dice off the shelf. Boom, there's a $15 sale that you weren't expecting. Um, stuff like that really helps. Um, so not having the game on the shelf is is going to kill a community quick. Um, the other, recognize your facility. Um uh, your facility doesn't have to be, you know, some giant warehouse. You know, if you got two tables, you got two tables. Um, but make them as player-friendly as possible. Uh, we worked with another store to try to help them revive their community um, here locally and revive the store and talk to them about what they had going on. And, um, and frankly, they didn't listen to us, and now Legion's not played there anymore. Uh, and, and the community just left them and went to other stores uh, because they they didn't really put in the the work to try to make their stores um, player friendly as possible. And it's sad because the the store was was big. It was a had the upper, had the chance to be a really good store. Um, so that hurts. It hurts big time. So you got asked to by LJ Pena, one of the big guys in the community. He's a rules Nazi in a sense because he's helped ref, or catching all the rules updates and everything like that for the community. You got asked by him to go out and help judge slash put on LVO's tournament in January, like you said. What are you hoping to learn from that so that you can bring back to our community here? Yeah, so um, LJ, who um, runs the... Uh, rules forums uh, for Atomic Mass Games. He's written some of the release articles. Um, he's an admin of the Legion Discord and probably one of the nicest guys um, that you'll ever meet. Um, was uh, is really the the major organizer for LVO, right? And so he's always looking for for judges and is always looking for people to help set up. And um, just through talking with him, uh, you know, I, I had dropped previously that. Hey, anytime you need help, I'd be interested. Uh, I I want to see behind the curtain for an event this size. Uh, I think to date, LVO 2022 may be the biggest Star Wars event uh, as far as Legion goes that we've had. Uh, I think it's it's the biggest so far. Um, 
and in a place like Vegas, no less, um, presents its own challenges. And so I wanted to see behind that curtain, um, and he afforded me the opportunity uh, to be able to uh, to do that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going out to do some setup. Um, I, I really want to see, A, just the logistical side. How are you guys moving 64 tables worth of terrain from across the country to Vegas? Uh, how's it hold up? What are you doing? You know, costs, all that kind of stuff. Because you have to factor in all of that when you're when you're holding a large event. And then two, what's the day to day? Really, how is it being managed? I wanted to be able to see that. But at the same time, I'm playing that event, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going out early. I'm setting up. You know, I'm going to be attached to his hip as much as I can. I'm going to play in the event, and inevitably, when I scrub out. Um, I'm going to go be a judge of some of the side events because he's running three or four side events like uh, the unconventional warfare, all sorts of stuff there. Uh, So I'm going to be a judge uh, on those events. Uh, But really, it's just going and watching the professionals. You know, I played baseball in college and it's the same thing. Let me go to spring training. Let me see how these guys are hitting. What are they doing in their in their day-to-day? What's their routine? What can I mimic and copy and incorporate into, you know, my workout, my routine uh, to make myself better? And it's the same thing here. You know, what is LJ doing um, that I can copy, mimic, steal, beg, borrow, plead, um, so that I can replicate that here in Florida? Yeah, I'm looking forward to you going out there and get one out there, but I'm looking forward to next year because I should be around for next year. Yes. Oh. Awesome. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Pending any world situations, but uh, yeah, uh, we know how that goes, but regardless, uh, my event would either be uh, April or late June or late July. So that those are the timing for those uh, events. Those three conventions. Yeah. We had an opportunity to do January, but I just can't compete with LVO. I mean, no one's going to come to Florida when there's an opportunity and a world championship invite on yeah, the line that in, too. in Vegas. So that is my last opportunity to qualify for Worlds. Um, so I think it's top four or top eight get get invites, and the winner gets you know the paid ticket and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's that's my goal for going. If you could sit down with the, the game, whether it be AMG or you know whatever game it is you're playing for tournament support, what's the one thing you would like to tell them or ask them to do to help the community more? Um, this is going to sound harsh uh, to AMG, but uh, answer emails. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I say that with a little tongue-in-cheek because, frankly, they've been drinking from a fire hose for a year and a half, two years now. Um, they have. I think it's widely assumed in the community that they were not expecting to take over the Star Wars Legion uh, game, as it were. And... I think it in some ways got dumped on their lap and, uh, you know, they've been doing a yeoman's job, um, really taking it and going forward. And so we can be harsh uh, with AMG sometimes, but uh, they're catching up. They're, they're getting there. Obviously we're seeing some of the units that they're creating. Um, but I think probably the issue is bandwidth. Um, they need some more, some more people, but you know, there's a cost associated with that, that they may not have been able to take on, but now that they're two years into it, now maybe they can, um, so they just they just need some uh, some help I think in the staffing side to to connect with us because I think once it happens we're gonna be golden. Nice. So talking about go, putting on large events, having to scrape around terrain from all over, not just terrain but tables. I mean, uh, and hopefully you'll learn that from LVO is is how do you get 32 or 64 depending on how big you're gonna get waist high tables from oh, forever. Yeah. So uh, 
I think one thing that everyone who plays Legion should know about are the bed risers available at Walmart. Yes. <laughs> right? They, they raise eight, ten inches, right? That's what they're really designed for. But you put them under a, a folding table. table, and now all of a sudden you got a decent gaming table. Um, Which is what so we do at the store. Everyone should know about those, yeah. Um, because they're not super expensive either. Um, well, you, you take a four foot by eight foot sheet of, of plywood, you put it on a plastic table like you got behind you there, socks. Yeah. Yeah. Screw a two by four on either side of the table, and boom, there you go. You have a four foot by eight foot table. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yep. For sure. Uh, put it on some risers, and, you know, for for 50 bucks, you got a, a pretty decent gaming table there. Have you not bought plywood recently? No. Is plywood terrible right now? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's not as bad as it was about a year and a half ago, but a year and a half ago, I bought a sheet of plywood for 60 bucks before COVID. It was 15. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I'm, I'm used to the like 18, $19 prices. Yeah. We'll start saving um, up now. If you're going to be doing that many tables, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Well, part of that comes from, um, for a large event, we actually, um, and this just happens to be because the company I work for, I, I really leaned on our marketing department to, to talk to them and, and figure out um, we have sponsorship levels. I mean, there's sponsor packets that are going out. So if someone sponsors it, they can buy a certain level of sponsorship, um, whether it's, you know, they're going to have their wares, they're buying a booth to, to hawk their wares, um, or they're just giving, uh, they're buying a sponsorship to be their name on the, you know, uh, getting tabled presents uh, luminous yeah. gaming event type of thing. Um, so part of it is having some cash sponsorships there will help out. But uh, other than that, um, I bought a bunch of 3D printers and they go 24-7. And then I beg my friends to paint terrain and <laughs> that type of stuff. Uh, but I, I think that also helps the community, right? Because um, then I'm talking to people like, hey, do, would you mind printing this for me? Or uh, can you do this for me? Or do you want to paint some stuff? Because I really like your paint jobs. And, and people love that, uh, especially when all of a sudden their stuff starts appearing at events and on tables. Um, it looks pretty neat. I'm a I was going to ask, you, gonna ask do you, have, do you have fewer friends now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I have so many more friends now because everyone's oh, okay. amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy from Tennessee at our local, the last time, I mean, he brought down like what, two tables with yes, the terrain? That's, that was uh, Ryan Slobowski from, uh, from the Stabcast. Stabcast. Um, so he hosted Rocky Top um, Game Con and the Legion uh, side there. So I went, played in the event, met him. Uh, you know, after the event, we went out and had a few beers, and it's all of a sudden, you know, hey, anytime you want to come down, come down. And Ryan's the same way, right? He just wants to grow the community. He wants the Southeast to be the best Legion community. Uh, so we have that like mind where where we just wanted to grow. But uh, I was saying, I'm a chemist by uh, training, so I worked a long time in labs uh, before I, I moved up in my career. So being able to tinker with my 3D printers is just right up my alley. I'm used to tinkering with my mass specs and stuff like that. So for me, it, it kind of takes me back to the lab. Small world. I actually used to manufacture and assemble laser Raman spectrographs. For who? Uh, I mean, like, what, what? The, the company was called Delta New. Uh, became Psyaps, and then the guy started up another one called uh, Metrohom. Oh, okay. I know that name. So Yeah. So I was small world of, uh, of uh, trades there. I know yeah. nothing about chemistry, but I used to make the machines that chemists use. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. Um, 
I, I worked, and I think Jason knows this, I was a contractor for DOD in um, Maryland. Uh, and so we definitely put our machines through the ringer. Um, we had a lot of travel sites that we had to go to. Um, so you're putting a $150,000 mass spec you know, onto a metal sheet and shipping it somewhere. <laughs> they have to be durable. <laughs> uh, one last question, because I, I know uh, you got a little bit of a time constraint yeah. on yourself tonight. Um, and I f- just forgot it. Th- th- this is where the editing comes in. That, that sounds. <laughs> um, no problem. Okay, so forget that last question because apparently I can't remember it. So. <laughs> Socks, what? you got anything else? No, I can't think of anything. Just any final thoughts, Jordan? Uh, so, uh, again, I just want to thank you guys for letting me come on and let me blab about Legion and what we're doing at Luminous Gaming and the, the Tampa, Florida community. Um, I encourage. All Legion players, get out to your store. Um, find like-minded people however you can. Get on the Legion Discord. I mean, reach out to me. I, I don't care. Not even on there. Uh, uh, T- Team Relentless has a community finder on their website. I mean, I, I'll send you anywhere. Go to Team Relentless. Go to Fifth Trooper. Go to Six Up Supply. Check out Stabcast. I mean, just get yourself involved knee-deep into your community uh, because I think you'll find a group of like-minded individuals who just want to have fun. And uh, I haven't seen anything like this in wargaming anywhere else. And uh, I, I just love it. Um, and then if you're in the area, August 13th is, is our next event. Come out. I'll be there. All right. So time for the shameless plugs then. Where, where they can find you, where they can, where they can, can they find your events and all your postings and stuff? Yep. Uh, so I am on uh, the Legion Discord as Bear Chemist slash Luminous Gaming. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Luminous Gaming. Um, we got a website coming up, certainly Facebook, all the other social medias. Uh, we are hosting in the Tampa Bay area, mostly at Critical Hit Games, but you'll see us at other events. And uh, if you're going to be at PAX Unplugged, come find me. I always give special things out to the people that I play. All right. With that, I think we're going to wrap this up uh, on the special interview episode. Uh, if you want to support us and help us out, uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash gametabled. 99% of the stuff we push and post is going to be on facebook.com slash gametabled. You can find us on YouTube, not this episode, because Bruce is not here to do the video. <laughs> but you can find us at youtube.com slash gametabled. Uh, please like and subscribe there. Uh, help get us out more and you know grow the community. Uh, if you got any questions, comments, concerns that you'd like to have us address, uh, email us at gettingtabled at gmail.com. Twitter and Instagram at gettingtabled. Our website, gettingtabled.weebly.com. And Bruce occasionally does uh, Twitch streaming at Twitch TV. Slash Jason the Bruce when he's not sick from with COVID. Yeah. Subscribe to their Patreon, folks. They need some redundancies on this video thing. <laughs> Thanks again, Jordan. And Thanks, and everyone. Bruce, Y'all have a great and, night. Appreciate it. And Bruce just woke up. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by. Eric Mataris at soundimage.org